Jeff Ogilvy survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Badley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leishman to 11 under. Now we've got a new leader, kids. Here is Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to Inside the Ropes, another special edition live from the Grange Golf Club here in Adelaide for the ISPS Hander Women's Australian Open, a bumper edition, even though it's only going to be short and sweet, 20 minutes worth of gold, I would imagine, coming up this afternoon. Martin Blake, you are becoming a fixture on all these podcasts. Welcome back. Hello, Hazy. Great to be here. It is, and I couldn't tell you how delighted I am to have on my right... I don't know if you're going to come through in stereo, so I don't know where, how people are going to listen left or right. But right now, Christina Lance, the LPGA Tour Senior Media Manager. Works for me. Is that close? That works. Welcome. Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. You you are bringing... We're going to go deep into oh the world of Lance in this uh, <laughs> podcast here. But firstly, uh, you've witnessed a great first day of the, your first personal experience of the ISPS Hand of Women's Australian Open. What did you take away from it before we hit to the score, scoreboard? I took away that it was a beautiful, bright, sunny day. It wasn't raining. We played some golf, and it was a wonderful day out there. The coffee here is a lot better, so I'm a little amped up on all my coffee. Uh, great to see Jody Ewart, Shadoff, and Wailing Shi out there um, with their 7-under 65s today, both looking for their first wins on tour. Uh, we've got Bronte and Madeline coming in right behind them, and then Hello, Kari Webb. I think it's awesome that I'm here two weeks in a row at events where Kari is uh, getting her name up the leaderboard. So that's always awesome to see, both for the LPGA Tour and for golf in Australia. That's it. Thanks for the podcast. I think we're done. (laughs) That's one of the more comprehensive introductions. I I expect you to say something like, it was pretty good to be in Adelaide. I'm really enjoying my time. I can can go back and do that for you. No, no. I think we've started on the same loose line that we intend to continue. Uh, so well, let's just recap that, Blakey. Um, Christina's, uh, you know, has maybe I stolen love some pronunciations of... too. I oh, know. So, well, we're going to get to the pronunciation. Wailing she. Wailing run, run that bias. Well, let's work through the leaderboard yeah. here. Uh, early in the day today, it was absolutely benign here at the Grange. It was perfect conditions for scoring, and the woman who took the most advantage of that was Jody Hewitt Shadoff, the English woman hasn't won an LPGA Tour, as Christina says. Carded a 65, and we all thought for the longest time, Chief that uh, that was going to be the score of the day until very late on. The uh, the woman from Taiwan, you, mm-hmm. you want to say Chinese Taipei, I know. I don't but... want to ch- say Chinese Taipei. I asked you what I should say, and you said Taipei. Well, I'm going to stick with my brethren. My Sorry, Taiwan. I'm going to yeah. stick with my brethren out off the coast of China and say Taiwan, much to the disgust of the LPGA Tour senior media manager to my right. Wei Ling Shi. A seven under. So that was a shock to me, but I, you know, when I did my extensive research, I found that she, <laughs> she is the number sixty nine player in the world. Um, she was about thirtieth in the money list on the LPGA last year, so she's only twenty four years old, so she can clearly play. 
We have, have we seen yeah. her here before? I'm not sure. Yeah, we have. We actually witnessed her here at the Grange three years ago. So okay. she's no stranger to Australia. Um, well, she she's... played in the more difficult conditions in the afternoon. Like By and large, as the day unfolded, it was the morning scores that were the better. Uh, then she bobbed up with that seven under late in the day. So. And, and she actually bogeyed uh, on the third hole. She missed... The, the first hole was the easiest hole all day today um, before and after the win because it was just helping along. She parred the first, nothing uh, extraordinary there. Bogey the third, there was no sign of what she was about to do, Christina, but she steadied birdies on the fourth, fifth and seventh and then she went crazy on the back nine, didn't she? Yeah, she really did. She had birdies at 10, 11, 13, 15, 16, just got, got it rolling there. Said it almost just kind of felt easy for her. I think anyone will take her out like that. I wish we would oh. all have that, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. She is a, a sort of an emerging player, isn't she? She Christine? is. Very young player. Played on the uh, the Chinese Taipei team at the UL International Crown last year. Um, played really well early last year. Had a, a great final round at our season opening event in the Bahamas last year and came in for a career best second place finish. I think last year was certainly a career year for her and we're excited to see more coming out of her. I mean, uh, certainly the strongest player out of Chinese Taipei is Yanni Sen. I know Wei Ling and the rest of her compatriots have followed in Yanni's footsteps and excited to see maybe uh, something new coming from, from Chinese Taipei here in Wei Ling. And uh, the depth there is starting to grow, I think, with swinging skirts, really, sort of, you know, the efforts that they've put into developing Taiwanese golf is just, you know, next level. So hopefully, I'm sure we'll see more Taiwanese golfers coming through. Uh, Another great afternoon score, Blakey, was Bronte Law, the young Englishwoman. Mm. She's got a magnificent shirt. She's sponsored by a club in Barbados, would you believe? Plays her off-season golf in Barbados, of all places. I think I know who my new best friend on tour needs to be. How would you like to play your off-season golf in Barbados? A bit of Barbados rum and... Yeah, it sounds pretty good to me. You've probably been there on the odd cricket tour, I would imagine. I've never been to Barbados. Wouldn't mind, though. Joel Garner territory? Probably produced more test cricketers than any small island, you know, per square kilometre than any place on earth. True enough, and I think we just lost Christina. I think she might have just fallen off there with a bit of talk about test cricket and maybe not her long suit. Can I just uh, talk a little... Got her first Can I talk about Jodie Hewitt-Shadoff just for a moment? Please. 31. I was out with her... This morning, one point she had four birdies in a row. Um, the interesting thing, she lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, where a lot of golfers live, uh, but she's obviously British. She went to college in the US, uh, but she's never won a pro a pro tournament. Is that uh, right? She won uh, coll- coll- collegiate events, a uh, beautiful piece of pronunciation there by me, and... Uh, <laughs> But she's never won a pro event. So if she does stay up near the lead, it's going to... I read some articles about her today where she talked about how that had sort of weighed on her, you know, because she's been around for a long time. She's been L.E.T. and LPGA for, I think, Christina, seven seven years. She's been around before, and mm. she's certainly had her name up at the top of the leaderboard a lot, played on the uh, the Solheim Cup team. Someone yeah. I think we're all expecting to get that, that Rolex first-time win anytime soon. Yeah, and so... Alongside her countrywoman, Bronte Law, occupying two of the top three spots on the leaderboard, uh, none of Jody Hewitt, Shadoff, Wailing Shi, Bronte Law, or Madeline Sagstrom have won on the LPGA Tour, Correct. I believe. So the tradition of, uh, I guess, early season surprises, for want of a better term, uh, ringing true again here in Adelaide at the moment, although we're obviously a long way from the uh, the end of the tournament. Uh so Bronte Law is sharing third with Madeline, Madeline Sagstrom, a Swedish player who based herself in Florida, I believe. Uh, a fantastic round of 67 today. But the big news coming from the Grange today was that of our five-time Patricia Bridges Bowl winner, Kari Webb. 
A fantastic round from the veteran Queenslander, Blakey, to share third at 67 after round one. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a bit like uh, last Friday at, at 13th Beach. You know, she just she's actually just playing so well. I, I, I didn't expect this because she didn't have a great year last year, when, which was the first year of her sort of stepping away from the full-time touring. So she obviously took a little while to adjust, but she just does seem, just talking to her this week, she seems in a good place. You know, she's adjusted to the fact that she's spending more time at home. I mean, she still spends about eight months of the year in Florida, but where she's lived for a long time, and she's got a lot of friends there. She's got a lot of friends here, but she's got a lot of family here up in Townsville that she's been able to catch up with. She said, I think yesterday she's been to, was it four of the six birthdays of her nieces and nephews in the last year, which she always misses. Over the years, she's always missed those things, so she's loving that, and she's come in in the last two weeks quite relaxed, probably low expectations, and she's actually playing really great, which at 44 years of age is, is pretty impressive, to well, say the least. Well, she sat at this corresponding desk last year in her press conference and announced basically to the world that she was definitely going to be a part-time LPGA Tour player, and I sensed the love had gone. She clearly didn't have the same drive to get back out and do the grinding uh, you know, every week. This week... It's a totally different story, Christina, isn't it? Like, she's got that glint in her eye. She came to her press conference yesterday and said, uh, you know, I could win a sixth. I could win a seventh. Patricia Bridges Bowl. Did did you see that? I think the rest of the field needs to watch out. I mean, we saw that glimpse last week um, when she ran up the leaderboard there at the Vic Open. And and anytime you see a name like Kari Webb at the top of the leaderboard, it's good for the women's game. She has done so much uh, to grow golf not just in Australia what with her Kari Webb scholarship I mean you can say we wouldn't have Minji, Sue, uh, the next generation coming Hannah, Karis Davidson without Kari um, and certainly for women's golf in general I think back this time last year when we were at the Founders Cup in about a month and we had uh, Laura Davies making her late run and finishing second I mean this is right up there with that anytime we can see players of that caliber still hanging around and showing that for ladies like me ladies who are grown-ups and still want to get out there and compete it's possible it's great to see. I've seen you hang around the, the uh, media centre. You, this grown-up thing could be questionable for you sometimes. I'm older than you think I am, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so Curry started her round today on the 10th and uh, went through uh, the front nine, her first nine holes, four under. It could have been six under. She had it on a string for a while, got it to five on the first, then sort of wobbled a little bit later in her back nine, or the her back nine, the front nine here. Bogey the sixth, birdie to get on the eighth, a ripping shot into the par three. Uh, really a quality round from the veteran. And um, again, the glint in her eye tells you that there's something special brewing here this week. Uh, running down the rest of the leaderboard before we come to some really interesting names. The leaderboard set up beautifully. A lot of these players were out early this morning. Carlotta Saganda from Spain, a 68, alongside Kristen Gilman of the United States. I want to jump in on Kristen. She's, a, she's an LPGA rookie, a two-time women's amateur champion. Uh, had a great run last week at Vic Open before trailing off there at the end. Between her and Lauren Stevenson, and we've got a couple rookies um, who are playing well, I think it's great to see the new crop of LPGA talent starting to come in there, led off by Kristen here. Your knowledge and research is putting us to shame, Christine. I might have to unplug you here in a minute. This <laughs> is getting embarrassing. Uh, the, the big one um, from another Australian perspective was Hannah Green, who also did her best work in the slightly higher breeze of the afternoon. Blakey, a, a really positive start for the West Australian, who was third here last year in this event, loves Adelaide, just cannot get enough of it. Yeah, just looking for that, that first win. I mean, she was very solid last year on, on the tour, you know, first year on the LPGA. She finished third here, as you remember, last year. So I think Hannah's one of those ones that's just waiting to explode. I mean, she... Uh, you know, she's come through our, 
our elite programs, and she's just a fine player. Uh, and others tied sixth with the rounds of 68 are Jackie Stolting, a delightful young lady from Florida again. Uh, Jin Young Ko, our defending champion, who was almost flawless out there today. Uh, really, if she you're holding good. tickets on Jin Young Ko, you'd be pretty happy with the way she looked out there today. And now this is the start of a very big segment of this uh, special <laughs> Maxwell Smart episode 86 of Inside the Ropes. Moria Jatanagan. You did that well, my friend. Thank you so much. Our first Thai player on the leaderboard, which brings us, I should have introduced her as this a little <laughs> bit earlier. Christina Lance is only that in English countries. When she travels to Southeast Asia and the Asia Pacific Rim, she's actually known as Queen Siricate. Aha, uh-huh, I will take that any day. Queen Siricate, would you care to tell us? We have had some horrendous cracks at Thai names on this podcast over the years. Um, I know Justin Falconer, who's a regular contributor, has messed up several, um, not least of which is um, are the Jatanagans. We've had lessons from Ali Whitaker pronouncing area instead of aria. So we, we're, we're on board with that one. But I want to hear you say a few of these other names. Let's start with who's at tied 110th at the moment after a disappointing 76. Perhaps the longest name in the history of the LPGA Tour. I can't say that for sure, but it's got to be up there. Sherman Santiwiwatanapong. Santi Wiwatapong. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I've dropped, I've dropped, you, you uh, I've dropped it. strong, but you Santi failed at the end. So let me just clarify that. Let's have it the right way from Queen Sirikit. Santi Wiwatanapong. Now, Blakey. Santi Wiwatanapong. There you go. That was, it, yes. It's not as hard as you. you, are they, you I've learned something today. They are very syllabic, and Take the Thai names are very, they, they, they are pronounced exactly as they, as they are written. Have we a go should at this make one the here point. for us. We should Wichani make the point. Wichai. You make, you make a point, Blakey. Sorry, go on. I'm trying to make the point that we shouldn't make fun of people's names. No, but, we but shouldn't. It, I'm giving it, you We're education. making fun of our inability to say them. Now, tell me about we're, the... We're the, making fun of us, not Tell me about the, the starter today who had to say Santi Wiwatanapong. Well, before we come to the next names, Queen Sirikit's going to have a crack at. The fa- very right. funny story here today from the Grange was uh, <laughs> the president of the Grange Golf Club, which is... Without question, and I'm not saying this because we're here, one of the great and most um, hospitable golf clubs in Australia, especially around the tournament scene, Bruno Battistella, the president of the Grange Golf Club, made he's no stranger to microphones. Uh, he told Christina and I that uh, he'd been a, a long-time singer in a rock and roll band in his earlier days. Went out to the 10th tee today to make his debut as a announcer of uh, players up onto the 10th tee in the afternoon. And would you believe it, Sherman Santi Wiwathanapong. Close. Close. No screen for me there, though. That was <laughs> oh, just it was off memory. your memory. It's good. was his very first name that he had to pronounce, Blakey. I would, have liked, I would have liked to have heard that. That is just unbelievable. Couldn't get a Jim yeah. Smith. Luck of the draw there for you. Sue O. Sue O. <laughs> I like that one. So, so let's have, I want, before we leave Queen Circuit now, stupid pronunciation <laughs> of Thai names. Have a bit of go at number T for T124 here for us. Panarat Tanapol Bunyaris. Were you born in Bangkok? I just have practice. I have known the Jutania Gardens uh, since 2009. So I'll, I'll tell you a story from their girls' junior days. One time I had uh, Moria, when Aria was still learning English, uh, record her name, record her speaking their names um, onto my then handheld recorder. It was before I had an iPhone. And uh, I would go around to the members of the committee and just press play. And that was how we all learned how to say their names, was listening to Moria say them in English. 
That is fantastic. And as Blakey points out, we're not making fun of Thai names. We're just making fun of our complete inability to get our tongues around them. Apologize. Well, I've saying to Christina before, we, we have to introduce her to the, some of the legends of Sri Lankan cricket, such as <laughs> Sanath Jayasuriya, Kapila, Vijay Gudawadina, and uh, you know those kind of guys, Mataya Muralidurin. Yeah. That's, that's two podcasts in a row you've brought Matai <laughs> Murali Duran into this. I like saying that name. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the golf and straighten up just a tad. Uh, we've got uh, Georgia, of the bigger names through the field today, Georgia Hall was super impressive. Um, despite having some uh, short missed putts that didn't turn south, she's finished with a three under par 69 and looked look pretty good, I'd say. Talk us through Elena Sharp's uh, Elena round. Sharp had a remarkable round, athletic Canadian. She was... She started off, would you believe, with an eagle on the 10th hole to begin her round bright and early this morning and very next hole handed it back with a double bogey. Eagle double. I reckon that would be too common. Uh, uh, very uncommon. And she's birdied the 13th, bogeyed the 15th, came to the 18th, hit a second through the green, an amazing up and down to a back pin from behind the green um, to sort of keep the momentum rolling. Then she went birdie, 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 bogey, birdie. Elena Sharp, 69, three under par. Very impressive. That's what you call an interesting round. Yeah, and... and Entertaining. Just very entertaining. And she had quite a gallery with her. There's a few Canadians here, so that's fantastic. Uh, Hoji Kang, who hasn't been a... She's been a regular visitor to Australia, is two under. Alongside the previous winner we had last time we were at the Grange in Harunamura. Uh, And Mel Reid, also at two under. Um... One player I was impressed with today, you might be able to shed some light on her, Christina, for us, Sarah Schmelzel. I need to meet Sarah Schmelzel. Oh, that could be interesting for your knowledge there. <laughs> that <laughs> is. You've, you've, you've stumped me. <laughs> oh, you finally got that. me. Sarah is one of our, our incoming rookie class. I haven't had the opportunity to meet her yet. That's a great op- thing for me to do this week, actually, is go out and meet some of our new rookies. But speaking of rookies, she's tied right there with uh, with Lauren Stevenson at minus two. So I was mentioning earlier, we've got a lot of our, our new players in the field this week. Great opportunity for them to get uh, the LPGA experience and to get the travel experience yeah. that goes along with playing on the LPGA Tour. So it's great to see... Sarah and Lauren Elizabeth Zokel played well as well. A lot of our, our young names up there on the leaderboard. Christine is loving you, uh, just reeling off all the rookies and asking for bios <laughs> on them. Yeah, no, that's I, working I, really well I've early in the season. I've stitched her up with, with You've Sarah done it to me Schmelzel a few times, there. and now you've done it. I want to know, I, I stumbled across this today. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, you, pro- you may not like this, but, I, you know, this is what we're all about on Inside the Ropes. Sarah Schmelzel's Twitter handle is Sarah Schmelly. Oh, I oh. like that. When I first saw that, and I didn't know she was American, because I have to admit that I didn't know much okay. about her, and I thought Schmelzel sort of sounded a bit Austrian, German, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I thought maybe she doesn't know what that sort of translates into. Then I realized she was American, and uh, I thought, no, that's her choice. She knows exactly what that translates into. Sarah Schmelly, I think we should get on, uh, if you're listening to Inside the Ropes and you've got a Twitter account, get around Sarah Schmelly, uh, give her a bit of Australian love. And see what we can get our followers up to by the end of the week. Uh, our producer is shaking his head over there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I watched her play a bit today. That's why I started this conversation. She was with um, Doey Choi, uh, uh, an Australian amateur. Who Doey had a great run early. She really did. And that's what took me out to see Sarah Schmelzler. And I was very impressed. Sorry about the Twitter sledge, Sarah. But she was actually very impressive for quite a long time out there today. And I think she's got a fairly big game for a fairly... She's a very athletic-looking young girl. And clearly young, so... 
Um, I think she's got a big future from uh, the few holes that I watched her today. One of the names you're scrolling by right now, Celine Boutier, who became our first-time champion last week at the Vic Open. I know she's still on, on cloud nine um, and absolutely loving life as an LPGA champion. So it's, it's great to see her follow up last week with a nice one under round and keep herself in contention after 18 holes. This is how impressed I am with Queen Surrogate Christina Lance over here, Blakey. If I asked her what cloud nine is in French, she would come back instantly with... Uh, cloud. Oh. <laughs> I used to be fluent in French. It's long gone. I thought that's why I went through to you because I didn't know you were. But I can say haseo. What does that mean? Korean. Annyeonghaseyo means hello. Um, this is. I just like hearing Hazy saying Celine Boutier. Boutier. Of France. Because normally he says France. France. <laughs> this is so loose, this podcast. We've got to get back on track here with some other scores. <laughs> right. Catherine Kirk, the hometown favourite, one under par. Lydia Ko finished late with a one under par round as well. Nellie Corder, one of the pre-tournament favourites, one under also. Minji Lee did definitely not have her best game today, Blakey, but managed no. to get it around with a 71 and stay in contention. No, no, I went out to watch it today and she missed a three-footer on the first hole that she played, believe it, on the 10th. She had a nice birdie chance there. It just doesn't feel like she's quite got it together, but... Let's see. She still shot one under, so mm-hmm. maybe she sort of battled it through. Nice. And the aforementioned Dowie Choi. Now, Dowie was the leader uh, on the course early in the round today. She she had it going a couple of times, got it to three under before Kari and crew came through and swept her away. Um, but some fantastic golf from the young lady from Concord in Sydney. Um, she finished with the 73, had four bogeys on the back nine, which is unfortunate for her, obviously, but I know I spoke to her afterwards. She enjoyed her debut performance at the Women's Australian Open, and I don't think that's going to be the last time we see her prominent on that leaderboard. Paula Creamer was uh, a little disappointing again. She hasn't really put it together in her two tournaments in Australia so far. Christina, have you had a chance to catch up with her? I haven't caught up with her uh since I, just other other than saying hey how are you doing but she seems to be doing well I know she's working hard on her game worked hard in the off season and anytime we can get Paula or, or Morgan or some of those those players that have such touch with with the fans um, on a leaderboard it's good I mean it it maybe it certainly wasn't the round she would have liked but she's by no means out of it she puts together a good round tomorrow and she's easily in the cut line absolutely and one under one over at the moment would be well inside the cut there's uh, 70 and ties and she's currently tied 61st so she'd be safe there if that was the cut today and we haven't got to the world number 1 yet which no, is we're still scrolling down the screen and that's a really good point Blakey mm. we just rolling down Laura Davies finished at two over uh, Morgan Prestle finished at two two over Charlotte Thomas who was so prominent last week at the Vic Open was two over but the biggest story at the wrong end of the leaderboard today, Blakey, unfortunately yeah. for the world number one, Aria Jatanagan, 76. Yeah, she really struggled. And uh, she had two double bogeys, including one on the second hole she played. So uh, I spoke to her afterwards. Just, you know what Aria's like. Christina, she just, you know, shrugs her shoulders. You know, it's a bad day. I'm working on a lot of stuff. I did see her walk out the back from the scorer's area and straight out here to the driving range behind us. So... She would have been there. Well, I've, I've written it. She's well, she was there within five minutes. So she'll go she's, work it out. She's rusty, I think. I think so. How I mean, did she, she play? I can't recall how she played in Florida. In is she pl- is she was further down the leaderboard. She did not finish in the top ten. I remember that. Um, and then was not in the field last week at the Vic Open. But mm. I mean, Aria is exactly someone who will let that roll off her roll off her back. She'll go out there, bang a few balls, and move on. She works really closely with the. Um, 
with a crew out in Arizona, I'm blanking on the name, Vision 52, um, with the other group that really focuses on the mental side of the game. Aria's always been someone, again, since I first met her when she was 12 years old, who has the physical side of the game, but really needed that mental side of the game and needed help with the mental coaching to figure out what to do with all the emotions running around in her head. And uh, Lynn, Lynn Marriott and Pia Nilsson, uh, who she work with, works with, have really focused in on helping her with the mental side of the game. And truly, it's the cliche we hear, it's one shot at a time. And with Aria, it truly is. She takes that one shot, it's a bad shot, she forgets it. It's a good shot, she forgets it. And moves on shot to shot. I won't be at all surprised if Aria comes out tomorrow and, and completely turns things around. She certainly has it in her, and she'll leave this behind at the golf course. And today. no driver, Hazy. Um, I, I asked her about that today because I've been reading that she's been working... Uh, with a new Callaway driver that she hit 350 yards at Lake Dona a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, uh, she said that she's just not ready to use it or she not, doesn't feel like she needs to use it. She, she hits that three wood. And I saw her out there towards the end of a round. She hit like what looked like a two or three iron. And she was, you know, getting that out there as far as most of the other players, except that she played with Nellie Corder and she can move the ball. She really moves it out there. Uh, she had a new caddy today, Tim Butler, first go. Uh, on the bag, who previously caddied for a few different players on the PGA Tour, including our own Johnny Sendon. Um, she had a uh, Penilla Lindbergh's husband on the bag for the Florida event, and now she's gone to Tim. So there's there's just a little sense of, um, you know, maybe some instability there. I'm not sure. But, you know, sometimes it just it doesn't work, that relationship. So she had the one, you know, the new guy for one, one tournament, and now she's trying Tim, who's a very experienced caddy. And she was quite happy with him afterwards, she said. So she said. It's good from you, Blakey. Bit of insight there. Very nice work. I like that mental stuff that Christina gave there. That do, they, do they do piece work? Can they, can they come over to Blakey's course at the National on the other side of Melbourne? And <laughs> sure. Because I think there's some... That's definitely what I, I, I need. I'm sure they'd be willing to give you a try. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Suo was another one who didn't uh, flatter today. Five over, card, five, five over the card, 77. Um, and unfortunately, Penilla Lindbergh, the reigning ANA Inspiration champion on the LPGA Tour, uh, carded a 78. Still smiled. I thought she must have had a good score when I walked past her, but that's just Penilla. Uh, 78. Uh, Cheyenne Woods a 78. Beth Allen a 79. Uh, so yeah, Beth Allen lot. qualified. Yeah, Beth Allen qualified. She played really well on the East Course here the other day to get into the field. Shot a three under par 69 just to do that. Uh, didn't have her best game today. She was still smiling too. I think that's one of the things, Christina, that the LPGA Tour brings that. Uh, I don't want to speak ill of the men when they come out because they're obviously, majority of them are really good blokes as well, but there always seems to be a lot more smiles that you, it's harder to pick the scores of the women when they come off the course. Certainly we all have our bad days and I, I've seen player come out and need to disappear behind the scorer's tent for a few minutes and wipe a tear from the eye and come back out, but players here really inspire Part of the reason why I love working on the LPGA Tour is the players really understand that the fans are so important to our game. The fans are not only the next generation of the game, but they're what keeps the game going, literally, from week to week. Uh, so if they need a few minutes to, to go behind the tent and, and calm down and get those frustrations out, they will always come back and sign autographs um, and, and just really interact with the fans and understand that it's more than, than just those 18 holes. Beautifully put. I, we love having the LPJ Tour players down here, Blakey. Um, and the inside yeah. that Christina's bringing here is pretty impressive, actually. So we might try and sneak her back later in the week if she hasn't been scared away. What was uh, your overall impression of the day? I, I thought it was a pretty benign day weather-wise. So 
you know, clearly they, they capitalised in the morning. I was surprised that more players didn't go a bit lower in the afternoon until she came along wheeling she. Uh, I, I, I took away the... Scoring that, average um, was 73. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a quite a wide uh, spread from 65 out to 79 or 80. Uh, you know, it, it shows that the course is gettable, but it also shows that it's quite penal if you get in the wrong spots. So, you know, I think that will be only heightened when the wind gets up a little later in the week. And, and definitely with 35 degrees forecast at the, at the moment for Sunday, the greens are going to bake out a little bit. They're, by default, they're going to get harder and faster. So obviously the grains will play tougher when it gets drier. Um, but for now, we just have to appreciate, I think, the good scores that we saw today. And some of the, some of the great players in the world of golf are right at the top of the pointy end of the leaderboard. And, and that's where we sit after day one. Um, tomorrow... I just want to, um, I hopefully not going to speak out of line here, but we're going to have a video released through the Golf Australia channels uh, on Kari Webb. It's a special that Justin Falconer has put together. It's the best thing I've seen through Golf Australia media in my time, uh, four or five years with Golf Australia. It's unbelievable. I commend it to everyone. On If we can punch it out tomorrow and get a look at this Kari Webb video, it's world class. Uh, hopefully, LPGA Tour will Give it some love, Christina. It's a it's a beautiful tribute from all the uh, Australian players to their the legend, their idol, um, Kari Webb. So I commend that to everyone tomorrow, being Friday. Uh, it's a good for, day to do it because I think the big question tomorrow is whether she can back sustain that you know tomorrow afternoon. Absolutely. And to find that out tomorrow, if you want to join and watch the telecast live on ABC TV from three o'clock Eastern or Central Time. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Eastern time, all correspondence to Greg Oakford, if that's not right, in your local area. It's all Greg's fault. And if you're listening in I've the United... I've learned that very quickly around here. It's always Greg's fault. That's what we tend to do. Yeah. It's never never mine. It's never Blakey's. I mean, he spilled coke on my computer today. Greg did? Yeah. Did he apologize? He wrote a little note, and but left a sticky spot on the uh, the tablecloth there and didn't replace the tablecloth. Um, just not going Sometimes anywhere. Sometimes you've got to watch that. where you go with some of these things. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I... Uh, hey, well, that one wasn't my fault. No, that's true. So before we go, is the, uh, for those listening in the United States, because I know you're bringing a very big audience to this podcast. Oh, you know it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's broadcast live in the United States as well? Yes, it is. Uh, we're overnight on the Golf Channel. I don't have my paperwork in front of me, but we begin maybe around 10, 11 o'clock, and we go uh, until the wee dark hours of the morning, but we're live, and... Everyone, we'd love you to stay up. My, my colleague, Tina Budd, is staying awake back in the States to keep everyone um, um, apprised on social. So, hi, Tina. Hope you're listening. I'll make you listen. And, uh, yes, <laughs> our, our friends at Golf Channel are taking this, and we'll, they'll certainly have updates throughout all the week. And it would be Surprised remiss. they haven't called, called me this week yet, Hazy, the Golf Channel people. Well, well, we can work on that. When, um, <laughs> when, the crisis, when the crisis hits in Australia, the Golf <laughs> Channel is very quick to jump on Martin Blake. They've got him on speed <laughs> dial. <laughs> I'm still um, waiting for that call. Have they ever paid you for your services? No. No, but you are on the Golf Channel books, aren't you? I'm on their, their, their speed dial. <laughs> I know some people we can call. Wow. You, you've been on the Golf Channel as well, haven't No, you? I tend to focus more if it's on CNN. Oh. oh. <laughs> Christina, well, I've got to ask you one serious yes. question before we go, because obviously I've asked you a lot of rubbish here so far, but you've been down in Australia for the first time. You've seen two LPGA Tour tournaments on the swing for the first time. Uh, what's your impression of Australian golf 
and courses, etc., from what you've seen? And, uh, you know, what's the future of the LPGA Tour in Australia in your estimation? Well, I start last week at the Vic Open, which I think was an unknown for all of us. Um, that first partnership between the LPGA Tour, the ALPG, um, European Tour, PGA Tour of Australia, no ropes. We didn't know what to expect with that. Dogs walking down the fairway. I mean, whoever does that? <laughs> um, but clearly it worked. I mean, I've just heard raves from players and caddies alike who are like, they didn't quite know what to expect and had an absolute great time. And that, of course, was beyond just the on-course. It was the, the total purse equality and the men next to women on the range and everything that came around with that tournament telling the story of where, um, where sports and, and gender equality in sports is moving was a great story and now this week the national open title great crowds out today under a beautiful sunny sky which i think we've earned after our our week last week in uh, in victoria I'm loving it here. The LPGA loves coming to Florida, excuse me, loves coming to Australia. Um, always have, always will. The relationship is good and we're excited to keep coming back. Great news. Great news. Uh, and you probably just ticked a box there with Mike Wan, who I know is an avid listener of the podcast. So uh, well done hey, there. Mish, how you doing? <laughs> Uh, you've done really well. I give a best on ground in the podcast whenever I get the chance, and you've got the vote today, so Thank you're you, equal darling. leader in the Finchies for 2019. Well played. Thank you so much, Queen Siricate. Thank you very much for having me, my my kind denizens. I will come back and visit if you re- if you require. Awesome. That was Christina Lance from the LPGA Tour. Martin Blake, you've been a superstar-ish. Thank you, Hazy. Let's, <laughs> um, let's go again tomorrow. Perfect, mate. Thank you very much. That was episode number 86. Of Inside the Ropes, a big hello to Maxwell Smart and all at uh, all associated with that magnificent TV show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to have a go at the Devil's Number, number 87. Uh, until then, it's Mark Hayes speaking to you live from the Grange. Goodbye.